You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, I just want to sing along to this. <laughs> no, this is a good song. Hello, you're listening to Nick Snacks, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Alyssa's out again this week, but actually we don't have a show this week. It's recorded, so we don't know when this is going to air. You have you have a portion of a show. I mean, it's it's after the UNC Bears. Oh, I see. Well, anyway, Alyssa's out. Wes Atkins is in. Yeah, Alyssa's asking... not out permanently, by the way. She just has a concert this week. Anyway, Wes, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're I... a longtime listener, first-time caller? Yeah, exactly. Since last summer. Hey, look at that. Well, yeah. glad to have you in studio. Wes, uh... I don't know what I want to say about Wes. <laughs> kind of like him, kind of not. He's, you know, a better goalie than I am when it comes to beer league. I think we'll find that out tomorrow. Yeah, we will. And I've, uh, I've, it, if, <laughs> I was uh, having lunch today. We were texting back and forth, wanted to see if you wanted to be on Nick's Snacks, but also, uh, you know, you were mentioning you have to leave early to catch a flight during our game. And, you know, I'm like, you know, what? that's fine. Just you know, give yourself time to get to DIA. Just leave in the third period, maybe at the end of the second. You're like, yeah, I'll, think we're gonna get a sub like no you leave and don't get a sub i think i'll have brooks no and then you're not injured so i don't think you should get the sub in halfway through a game especially with the leading goalie in the league uh i am definitely not the leading goalie but no brooks is though isn't he he might be he kind of g he is uh really good i do love playing against the two of them i'm like man i got another 30 years of doing this then God, I hope so. The way I'm playing, though, I'll be happy if I have another 30 days. (laughs) I mean, if your team keeps letting you get run into, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, that was a bad. uh, That was a bad. That was a bad year last year. Mm -hmm. That was just earlier this summer. But no, it's it's good to be back on the ice. No, I was uh, nervous when you were saying about you might not come back for the fall, and I was like, I really don't want to. I miss playing against people like that. It's uh, yeah, things have been okay. I need to get. I need to do better diligence with you know really do digging back into my yoga and strengthening my just, well, groin muscles that have been injured and stretched. And there's no way to repair those. I mean, those are going to hurt till I'm done playing hockey, which I hope isn't for a very long time. But I really don't want to skate out. Like, I love being a net. It's so much fun, such a different perspective. Um, But it's mentally just a – it's horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, Wes is a big hockey fan. He's uh, announced uh, as the PA a couple of great games this year. Um, a couple? Just one. Two? Uh, two of them. Yeah, before. your parents were in town uh, for one of them, which was pretty awesome. But, you know, this past weekend, um, the Grit took on the New Mexico Ice Wolves. And oh, it was, I mean, great series, a couple of nights. Great audience Friday night, probably the best we've ever had. Yeah. Um, but, boy, you know, I was watching the game, and Max Lacroix, you know, he was our goalie that night, and he's son of Eric Lacroix, who's the son of Pierre Lacroix, which goes, you know, massive NHL fame. In fact, this weekend, Pierre is being inducted 
uh, well, he's passed away, but um, getting inducted to the uh, NHL Hall of Fame. I want to say NHL Hall of Fame, not the just the Avs. Um, so Max is actually missing this weekend's uh, away games, so he's going down there. I mean, what a, it's just awesome to be able to see Eric Lacroix, too, at games and talk to him. I mean, he's just uh, enjoying seeing his son play. But, boy, that game, uh, Friday night, they were there was just two really bad turnovers in the in the defensive zone that led to goals against Max, which was really hard to watch. And, you know, as a, as a goalie, and you can speak up and test this too, Wes, it's like we, we as good goalies, will n- not blame our team. Mm-hmm. Might get frustrated with our team at times, but we will not, you know, blame our team for a loss because we all we take that personally. And oh, if it weren't for those will your team blame two you? goals, oh, absolutely. Depending on the team, though, there's a there's a you shouldn't because there's nothing worse to get in a goalie's head than blaming them for a loss when so many other things have to break down. And a lot of times, there's just literally nothing you can do about it. But um, yeah, two really bad turnovers by the defense that. Uh, passes right to the, to the stick and then right to the back of the net was just heartbreaking to see those are definitely tough i had a game i mean it's only beer league it's not the same skill level but hey don't sell ourselves short to us it is <laughs> yeah, but to the, to the common fan it is certainly not <laughs> uh, when you get those defensive turnovers and def- defensive deflections on that go behind you and you're like can you guys stop please but. I had I played with oh gosh Sheila Long she was a great uh, player um, I think she just retired from from teaching for almost thirty years she's awesome though um, always have a good time with her um, you know just playing and just banter back and forth on the ice but there was a season we played together where I think she scored on me more than the other team just from ricochets and bad bounces or off her skate off her heel off the toe of her stick and it was just Sheila what you stop scoring on me like. You, no, it was it was always a blast, you know, kind of joke and stuff around about that. But um, I mean, there are some things you just can't do. But yeah, it was uh, you're just giving them almost freebies at that point. It is tough, and that is the worst feeling as a goalie because it's like you want to blame your team, but you can't. And that is one thing. Like I don't want to say I look at it for it, but when I see the other goalies starting to get in their own head, I'm like, all right, my game just got a lot easier for me. That's when you look at me, you're like, I just have to hold out until Nick gets in his head. I just <laughs> yeah. have to hold out. Come on. Yeah. Which will break first, him or his stick? Uh, I haven't broken a stick in a while. I'm I, I, This year, I've been a lot better. I'm really competitive. I want to win. I love to win. Um, a lot of times when I'm frustrated, it's not necessarily at my team. It's more at myself. Like, why was your positioning that? Why didn't you anticipate this? You know, you really have to watch everything that's going on. You know, have a 180-degree rate, you know, viewpoint of where are all their players you know is there somebody back door you know not communicating um you know and then you look it's like just something simple or oh, i anticipated that and i anticipated it poorly or you know one of those should i go down no uh, and then by the what you think you're done you're late mm-hmm. and which so goalies just you cannot think you have to just trust your instincts trust your gut mm-hmm. and it sucks when you um when that happens and yeah i get frustrated in my head like come on nick you know better than that or like you know not paying attention to where they all are, or those silly ricochets, or, you know, just wanting to be able to see the puck, and then, you know, you can't. Mm-hmm. You're screened. You're like, get out of the way! Move! Yeah. Um, and I try to talk as much as I can, but yeah, this year, especially after coming off of injury, I'm just trying to be happy that I'm on the ice again and, mm-hmm. and playing. No, that's uh, that's how I was last season. I had a very rough summer um, and everything, and so when I was out there, I started getting very down on myself, because we were not doing very well at the beginning of the season. But somehow I just found a Zen last winter, and 
we ended up taking second, almost beat a team that we should not have beat for first for the championship. Well, I like to think I offered a lot to that by sacrificing our team's <laughs> losses for, for you to progress so rapidly in the playoffs. <laughs> Wait, no, that was, uh, was that summer? Uh, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, I was out after the first couple of weeks, which really stunk, you know, just it stinks. But, um, yeah, I th- you know, I'm, I'm trying to see this, you know, as a teaching experience. We have a great locker room chemistry, which I would take any day, you know, I would take that more than winning. Um, barely, just barely, though. Uh, you know, just us all getting along, having fun conversations, hanging out afterwards, popping open a few beers. Or last year, we were even doing some karaoke and stuff. It was just, uh, you know, a lot of fun. Um, so I really enjoy that locker room chemistry. But then also, where can I fall into like help, help coach? I mean, we're all we're, we're not pros by any means. Um, you know, we all can learn and stuff. So it's just. What, what can I say to them in between periods, you know, that's not going to discourage them, but also, you know, something early on was when you think you want to make a pass, just take one extra stride. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you'll have so much more of an open lane um, or you'll be able to slow the game down enough to have a better perspective on what to do next instead of, oh, shoot, somebody's bearing down on me, boom, pass, and then, mm-hmm. you know, turn over or, or just not having that clear opportunity for a shot. And, um, and now I'm seeing like forwards, let's... Let's move. When we have the control in the defensive zone, let's go the other way. We don't need reinforcements at that point. Let's uh, you know get some breakouts and stuff going, breakout passing. And, uh, yeah, whoever's legs really are moving the most in the game I think is going to win. Whatever full team, you know, that is as far as uh, skating, moving. And that's what I try and also communicate. I mean, that's the basis of everything in life with relationships. And my relationship with my defenseman, it's like the same thing. I'm like, I'm constantly calling. I'm like, hey, someone on you, you know, one up, one behind. You know, same board, same like that kind of thing. I'm like, look for something. I'll tell them to skate if they got open lanes, that kind of thing. It's it's like anything else in life communication. There's a yeah, I, I shout, you know, and I'm you know one, 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 you know, and usually yell it in threes just to make sure I can you know be heard. By the time you, it's so echoey in an in an um, you know on a on a rink, you know, just tall ceilings is very boomy. Uh, the plexiglass and everything around. So, you know, the more you shout, hopefully it sticks so they hear something. Oh, is that Nick? Oh, and by the third time, they might hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've had to rephrase something I often shouted because it can be interpreted rather inappropriately on the ice. Um, so whenever my defenseman or somebody gets a, a good poke check, um, disrupts a pass or, you know, clears it out of the, uh, you know, the passing lane or the shooting lane or, you know, clears it out of the zone, um, I would yell, nice stick. And I'd yell that really fast and really loud three times in a row, nice stick, and there would not be much of a pause. And I, it took me way too long to realize, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't sound, so I yell good stick now, good stick, good stick, good stick, good stick, not, uh. Not not nice stick. It's like when I make a stick save, my one defenseman's <laughs> like, good goalie would. <laughs> yeah. So, not that far off. Oh, man. Yeah, there's some things. Oh, I have stories about past hockey experience and why I wear my Apple Watch upside down. I'm not sure if I shared this on Nick's Next before, but it is a doozy of a story. Uh, glad to have Wes on the show today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Nick's Next after this break.
Welcome back to Nick Snacks, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA here in Midtown Greeley. In the Aloe Fiber Studios, we do miss Alyssa today. I might bring up some astrology stuff just because. But Wes, appreciate you being on. Well, I was actually thinking about that. They actually, uh, I guess it's the 8th and 9th, so the, tomorrow the next day or something, they're supposed to be the the one um, meteor shower. There's a, this week and then next week, I think the 11th and 12th, there's another one. The Not moon exactly. was a red crescent on Monday. What's that for? I don't know why it was a red crescent. It was just red crescent. Oh, we need Alyssa back on. She she knows all all the things. Yeah, she knows all kinds of fake science. She knows Sorry, all I'm the things. Sorry, I'm making fun of her while she's not here, but to be fair, I would make fun of her if she was here. <laughs> I don't think that's ever stopped you. No. So, Wes, I don't know when you even started playing goalie. Three years ago? Five? Uh, it was when I first moved out here. Uh, it was my first time playing ice ever. I played like uh, maybe six months of ball hockey, like roller, for uh, with goalie pads on, but that was my first experience ever playing ice. Nice. There was... Uh, I don't know if I've told you this story before. And the listeners, if you've heard it, just enjoy it again. But, uh, you know, my first I played hockey. It's about 10 years now, 10 and a half years. I started in the summer of 2013 and was a forward and, you know, just skated out and just trying to get my feet from under me and, or, you know, under me, not from under me, although I was falling a lot. I couldn't stop. Um, you know, rose up through E-League and D-League and then wanted to start playing in net thanks to Kenny Genzel and how – mentally dysfunctional goaltenders are um i gave a business presentation last week i'll go over this maybe in this segment or later on and uh, how it equated to hockey goalies and you'll probably get a kick out of this but anyway my first ever game playing in net you know um it's, it's all used gear it's not mine yet because i didn't know if i'd commit to it or if i'd enjoy it but i wear my apple watch you know and um had uh, the little button on the the top right as most people wear their apple apple watches you know they can depress that button or wind scroll whatever else so um you know during the game you know it's probably a wednesday night or a monday night i can't remember what night the league was on at the time and my watch is just buzzing like crazy i'm like well who's who's calling me on hockey night people know this is hockey night and plus it's not like the games are early you know this is nine o'clock at night maybe a little later we have 11 o'clock games in the winter time which are just brutal but my watch was just vibrating you know it's like well what the heck so finally at the end of the game you know because my left hand is where i wear my watch and that's my glove hand and i don't know if you're like me i need my glove so tight it has it's an extension of my arm you know i don't want that thing wobbling i want to be able to feel everything that happens to it you know even when a puck just ricochets off of it i want to feel that up my arm so i kind of know where things are going so it's basically cutting off the circulation of my hand, you know, as much as I can. So get back to the locker room after the game. I think I'd lost. Maybe I won. I don't know. Can't remember. And uh, I looked down at my phone, and I had 13 missed calls from the Fort Collins Police Department. I don't know if I – as statute of limitations, I think, at this point. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What happened? Well, since, you know, my glove hand is my left hand, you know, you bend it at an angle. It's like a 90-degree angle when you're positioned. Uh, you know, with your glove out and your elbow back and stuff, um, that was depressing that button. And if you engage that for too long, it's the emergency contact button. So it would send the SOS signal. Well, of course, I can't hear like the buzzing or the beeping or anything else on my on my watch or anything. But nope, it was still connected to the Wi-Fi or close enough to my phone that it was 
calling 911 for me. I think I, ca- I, think I called them 13 times uh, over the course of the game. And then, this is certainly embellished at this point, but I like it for, for you know, the storytelling of, you know, your watch has a microphone on it. What was it they were hearing from my watch that was probably very muffled, very noisy? I can only imagine and hope it was, back door, back door, back door, shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, a few curse words sprinkled in. Oh, probably. <laughs> And yeah. was it? Were you actually calling them, or was it like an emergency? I, it uh, it calls them. It calls them once you depress the emergency button. It automatically calls nine one one wherever your GPS is located. And I think we are on the green rink, and that's the further back rink. I still wonder to this day if Fort Collins police sent anyone over to Epic to investigate why there is a 911 call 13 times within, I don't know, 20 minutes. Did you did you call them to apologize? Not 911, but the officer. No, I did not. Because when I talked about this in the locker room, I was on a team with lawyers and they advised me against it because it's admitting fault. <laughs> that is a pretty easy way to get out of a Well, uh, now you've just admitted fault. Game. I know. It's statute of limitations, though. So, you know, they don't know the date or the years or anything. It's It's been a long time, Micah. <laughs> oh, so it was uh, 1989. Yeah, statute of limitations is only seven years. That'd be a pretty easy way to get out of a game if you're losing. Just have the police shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Had to forfeit. Help. Yeah, I need help. Oh, man. That was, uh, yeah, that was... Ever since then, I, I've turned the face of my watch upside down now, so it does not uh, accidentally find itself pressed in to alert the authorities that uh, I'm in an emergency situation. Well, at least now you, now you know what to do when you're kidnapped. Exactly. Heck, I was uh, this past Christmas, I was back in Indiana, and it was a really cold, bitter, awful day. I mean, the roads are frozen over. Um, people saw it you know, uh, on news. Fort Wayne, Indiana had one of the tallest um, flagpoles for an American flag in the country, and it was at the mall, and it had been up, you know, up for 20-plus years. But it was a huge thing when that was installed, but it was so cold last year um, that it froze the metal at the base. It just busted over and then landed on a bunch of cars from a car dealership that was nearby. But that was on, you know, trending on Twitter and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, I'm in one of the coldest places in America right now for the holidays. So we're all crammed into my brother's car. Uh, my brother's driving, my older brother, my mom's in the front seat, and I, I'm in the back, you know, my nephew next to me. You know, we're all just crunching because he didn't want to all drive because it was really crappy roads. So I'm positioned, and my watch calls 911. And I was like, oh, not this again, you know, and so hung up and did that. But then immediately got a, a call back from the police department. They had to verify who I was and that I was actually okay. <laughs> Granted, it was in the sketchy part of Fort Wayne, Indiana, the 08, as we call it. Um, so, you know, we were joking around all Christmas with the family of, okay, you you know where you are, right? Yep, absolutely. You're safe? Yes. Are you going there voluntarily? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, just, uh, are you sure? Yeah, that was, the, that was the running joke for Christmas last year. But that's from a story from somebody in Fort Wayne, Indiana, not South Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly different. Though I do find Greeley to be very much like South Jersey. You know, a little rugged, a little rustic, but uh, it's very community-based, I like. I wouldn't associate that with uh, with Jersey. You and I had uh, had a nice, I would say, healthy conversation about uh, my disdain for Philly fans. <laughs> and uh, you've been a Philly fan your whole life? Uh, the, it's just a, it's a different lifestyle. You get to be the best and worst people. 
on every game day. Yeah, that's fair. It's not like you're the best or the worst. You are the best and the worst on the same any yeah. given 60-minute game, <laughs> football or hockey. Or... It is so much fun. I have way too much fun antagonizing when I go to every Avs game, make a sign for every single one, just try and make a good, nice little joke with it. But I have a good time. At least Denver is a little more forgiving. Yeah. They, uh, Probably a little safer there. I don't feel nervous there. <laughs> I, the only time I ever feel nervous is uh, walking. If I went with to a game with anybody in Philadelphia when they're wearing the other team's jersey, that's dangerous territory. Yeah, I could see that. But going to an Avs game, I feel safe there. No, Denver's. I think there's so many. It's because there are so many transplants from all over the country in Colorado, and and one thing that's great is. Hey, you can come see your teams play. You know, for me, the Cincinnati Reds or the Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, then unfortunately the Avs started doing really well. And now those tickets have skyrocketed up to the hundreds of dollars instead of when I first moved out here. And you had more opposing team fans there than you would the home team. Mm. Now it's, of course, I had to go win a Stanley Cup, which was awesome. I went to the parade and I uh, love to go and see that again. Whether for the Avs or if uh, Chicago wins, definitely go to Chicago and be one of the two million people. I thought it was cute that Houston had 600000 for their World Series. <laughs> be a hockey fan. Go to a really hockey city. That's when you get millions of people out for the parade and the party. Those are way, they are so much fun going to those. Mm. Uh, stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to Nick's Snacks with special guest Wesley Adkins. Emergency relief always. Emer- <laughs> ah. Whether it's this or announcing. I uh, yeah, I had to come and scramble for some PA help this year with the grit. Um, I mentioned last week, uh, well, I mentioned on the show, but uh, last week uh, I'm part of a networking group that meets almost every Thursday with the Chamber of Commerce and this month, I am leading the Business 101, which is just a 10-minute presentation of um, business tips and tricks. You know, you get uh, all different types of, of, of people there who are, you know, learning, you know, marketing tips or retention for employees, but, you know, all those things we, we try to cover. Plus, you know, how to stay motivated or how to business plan or whatever. Quick 10-minute topic that's not over. Excuse me, overwhelming and uh, people can walk away with, you know, nugget of information. So last month I had done, uh, you know, what you can learn from a, from an elk because I was in the height of my, my elk bugle corps season in Rocky Mountain National Park. And people really liked that. And I was like, yeah, I'll just throw a little Nick twist in there for my hobbies and my interests. So, Wes, here are uh, here are our, our, our six um, things you can – what hockey goalies can teach about business leadership. Presented by Nick Kenny, financial advisor Edward Jones, aspiring e-bug and or oldest drafted rookie goalie in the <laughs> NHL. <laughs> and for those who don't know, e-bug is the emergency backup goalie. It's the only sport, only professional sport in all the land where a civilian can go in and play as a professional. It's, oh. 
So anyway, number one is you take care of your team. You cannot come from behind on your own. Uh, you've got to use your teammates and trust the value that you've assembled. And you're a GM of a, of a, of a Domino's in town, Wes, so we'll see how much this resonates with you of uh, what it's like being a hockey goalie and, uh, and a business leader. Number two, be fearless because who else takes a puck at 100 miles an hour and doesn't just dive out of the way? Um, you got to dig in deep and put yourself in front, and you can't be afraid of what's coming at you. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with those last two points. I mean, that first one, treating people, like treating all your employees, um, I treat them definitely better than myself. And I think it reflects because we have the highest customer satisfaction of any of the stores in my franchise. And then the last couple of weeks, I've just been putting hours on myself because I know I want to protect my other managers. I don't need to load them up with hours that when it's on me as the boss to do those. Poetic. <laughs> sorry. That... What a guy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> see him on the ice, too. <laughs> uh, number three, listen to your coaches. Um, you're in the middle of a fight. You don't always have the best perspective. So you have to get that outside perspective. Um, you got to be open and not closed to what other people might be seeing. Um, I, I say, you know, when you start losing a few games as a goalie, you get in your head. You know, like the yips. People talk about the yips. Um, so it's really easy to get really self-conscious or, you know, you give up a goal and then you're in your head the rest of the game um, to be able to shake that off. And that's why, you know, I I need to be better. You know, I've asked my team, hey, what are you guys seeing for me? Hell, I asked you that like last season. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you play really deep in the net. Yeah, I do. So I've been trying to skate out a little bit more and uh, make the net and, and that open space um, a little less prominent. Mm-hmm. But we don't always see what's going on because – we're not seeing ourselves from that outside perspective. You know, we're seeing it just what we see. Number four, trust your gut. Experience matters. Um, you know, whether that's a new hire or a business decision, just kind of trust your gut. You hired the people for a reason. You assembled the team for a reason. You're uh, in the positions you are for a reason. So trust your gut. Again, what we talked about earlier, you don't have time to think about how to react when you have a puck flying at you. Um, it's kind of just trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so much of it's just making sure when you're doing interviews for people, just making sure that they're going to fit in with your team. You know, they might have a better background resume or something, but I know anymore. I'm just, I literally, like, how well will this person fit in? You know, there was an article that came out in the Greedy Lifestyle magazine. Uh, Susan McKenzie wrote it, and uh, it's a good, really good feature on the grit. Um, And I I really admire and respect this team uh, because they're not just drafting the best players they're not trading for the best players just to try to boost stats or to get wins they've got 25 of the best young players young men um who are really involved in the community they they are giving back they're volunteering they're um learning how to be good people and good citizens and hockey is kind of that added bonus um they're working together as a team they're growing and learning as a team they have each other's backs and, you know, having some hot shot or two coming in that are just going to be here for a little while till they're up and whatever, ECHL or college, Division One, NHL, things like that. Um, I admire this kind of slow burn that we have here of developing people, not just, you know, a, a player for quick return on their investment. An average team in the NAHL will go through about 90 players per season uh, before they get to that 25-man roster. Um 90. That's crazy. Just no idea. And what does that do for, you know, 16 to 20 year olds? You know, I had one, he was, uh, he was Swedish. He was a goalie and he got traded to, uh, Anchorage. Uh, no, 
somewhere in Alaska. Well, aren't they? Do they play them at all? No, they're in uh, a different division. Okay. But, you know, and, and when they do trade, it's not a decision they make lightly. It's if that will be a better fit for that player. Maybe where their skill set is or their level or where they would fit. You know, maybe they'll be on the starting line in that team and they can't be there quite, you know, now on the grid. So, um, you know, as we are saying about interviews, just get to know people and where they'll fit as a team because, I mean, one rotten egg can really stink up a locker room. <laughs> and that's what I did notice. Like, um, I mean, they see you with a staff badge and stuff, but the games that I've announced, I've kind of, and briefly, like, said something to a couple of the players, and they've always been extremely respectful, and it's it's awesome to see that. I mean, it's such a cool thing to have people of that age be that respectful and everything, you know, making sure. And then they do what? I guess they do autographs every game. Yeah, they send uh, about three or four players out to do autographs, win or lose. You know, they're out there signing. Kids are out there getting their hats signed, jerseys signed, T-shirts, programs. Um, It's awesome, you know, and they'll stand out there until they get everyone's autographs. And then there'll be some new players. There'll be some, you know, players who are, you know, we got several uh, injured right now. Um, You can tell, you know, one has has a boot, so you can tell he's injured. But in hockey, it's so funny and so cryptic of... If you have a, you know, we're talking NHL at this point. Oh, so, you know, um, say Connor Bedard, you know, an all-star player already, you know, first season. He's got goals, I think, in every game so far. I mean, he's just, he's a generational player. But if he's ever not playing, it doesn't really say why. It's, oh, lower body injury. Mm-hmm. Oh, upper body injury. So pretty much anything above the head could or above the waist could be a concussion, could be a, uh, you know, busted jaw, um, elbow, anything. Foot. Yeah, it doesn't. lower body. And then, you know, you say you have a, a team that goes through the whole run, you know, they win the Stanley Cup, and then it's like, oh, here are the injuries. So-and-so's been playing with a broken foot for the past six weeks. So-and-so's a broken toe. Somebody a broken wrist, broken hand, and it's just... Oh yeah, you don't know those things because then they could be targets of, of, uh, of, you know, the other team. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I'll, I'll finish these last two off and then uh, talk about the tragedy that happened over in Europe. But um, let's see. Number five is play the long game. How do you react when you have a setback? You got to shake off. This is more for me too. I gotta, I gotta remember to study this before tomorrow night's game. <laughs> um, shake off the bad plays, but overall exude confidence, especially as a goalie. Once you start showing weakness. That gets in your team's head. That gets the other team. They see an opportunity, and then it gets the other goalie like, yes, we've done it. And I think then, I made that point earlier. Yeah, Nick's frazzled. <laughs> yeah. Open season, y'all. It's uh, like, <laughs> that's what I even, between periods, if I see that with you, I'm like, hey, toss another few at him. He's not going to like it. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's going to be a different day, my friend. <laughs> Um, and then number six, I added this as a bonus, which is shake off the losses. Uh, there's something that Kenny Gensel had told me early on and I was having a hard time when I first started like god this is a really hard position this is a really hard sport um and he says you know you win as a team but you lose as a goalie we would you, you win as a team everyone's celebrating the handshake like you know it's fun um but when you lose you're kind of on your own little island mm-hmm. um and it's hard it's isolating it's it's shoot what did I do wrong what could I have done better you know, at the end of the day, you have five other players on the ice that have to, you know, mess up if you get scored against. But you're that last line of defense. You're the, you're the, you know, got to stop what's coming at you no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to do all the time, but it's in your head. It does, and you put those losses on you. Now I'm sad, but I'm already excited for the win <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back to Nick's Snacks, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA in the Aloe Fiber Studios here with Wes Adkins, GM of Domino's, occasional PA for the Colorado Grit, uh, amateur beer league hockey player, really below average. <laughs> that's just, that's why we're in a division. Very, we are that's very below. Team. I mean, yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> we were better would be in the A or something, but <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are my six business tips and tricks from the last segment of. Uh, I don't know. I like to throw in something kind of weird and quirky, and like, oh, look, it's a. I also brought my helmet in that day so everyone could see how what heavy it is, how uh, substantial it is, and mm-hmm. made a face that like this protects my money maker. And I said, <laughs> not my face. That's certainly not making me money, but the brain is uh, is my money maker, and I got to make sure that's protected. That's what I tell everyone. Are like, you know, you don't do anything, and I'm like, you put on fifty pounds of gear and then go do burpees. Yeah, put a fifty-pound backpack on, do burpees for a minute, two minutes straight, and tell me how you feel. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, the down up, down up, down up, side 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 mm-hmm. side side side, down up, down up. Mm-hmm. I mean, twenty, thirty seconds of it in your zone where your quads, your thighs are all engaged, and you're up, down, up, down, up, down. I mean, you ask me to do that right now, I probably couldn't do it. I have to get that adrenaline going, like in a game. Like my body kind of does things that it wouldn't normally do. And you're out of gas, like you're out of gas, and then you still have to be concentrating on five other people well <laughs> 10 well yeah you're, yeah you're looking at your team and yeah. it's fun i love that that you know when i first started playing goalie you know i skated out and um i got kind of bored with it i had become a pretty good scorer and, and puck handler and um you know it's fun but you skate for deal yeah never deal you know <laughs> top of the league once yeah Connor Vidar. mvp i got i got a couple t-shirts and hoodies <laughs> you have that on your wall too no uh, I do have. My, I've only had one hat trick in my time, though, and I got that. Uh, I got that puck. I got my first shoot uh, shutout puck, and maybe a couple others. Uh, I got one for my first announcing at the Grit game. Nice. I took one of those. <laughs> Did you mark it with a permanent marker? <laughs> I got the tape around it. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, you know when you when you skate out, you, you play sixty seconds max. I mean, if you're doing a good shift, you're out forty five to sixty seconds and all you're supposed to do is sprint. Sprint, mm-hmm. sprint, sprint, done. Sprint, 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 you know, up and down the ice, swap it out. Then you have two lines there to skate next. Mm-hmm. And then you're up again. And I liked it, you know, it's fun. It's great exercise. Um it's always a thrill to score and stuff or, or even get an assist and, you know, just make a good play. Um but then you're on the bench, oh yeah, how was your week? Oh that was a good week. Oh that was cool. I was like, mm-hmm. Well that's neat. That is goalie, it's sixty minutes of of you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. What's your what line is you know out there for you? What's what's the tendencies of your center of your left wing, your right wing? What your defense? Are they aggressive? Are they not aggressive? Mm-hmm. Are they ones who want to you know block the shot but it could ricochet in? Are they ones that you know are really conscientious on if they're screening you or not and need to be told? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you communicating with them? You know, what are you seeing from the other team? Are their top line out? What are their, you know, does that player like to pass or does he like to come in and shoot on you? Um, you're looking at the goalie and what, you know, weaknesses you can pick up on to share with your team in between periods. And um, that's happening all game long. And it's mm-hmm. it's just as mental as it is the ridiculous physical, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down. You said burpees that you're doing with 50 plus pounds of gear on. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's very mobile either. It's uh, it's like you put on a cardboard box for your chest protector, you know, and <laughs> yeah. like a refrigerator box. You just cut armholes in it, and even then it barely – but you want to – you feel a puck or two. That thing, uh, you're glad you're protected. Oh, yeah. 100%. Take a couple like windows spots where there's not much padding. 
And I'm like, I'm glad I'm in D League and not higher. Yeah. <laughs> well, God, that was like a five mile hour <laughs> shot and not a 30. When I, uh, I, I was doing a Friday night drop-in one night, and it was a pretty pretty advanced drop-in, you know, really good players. One was an ex-Eagles player, and he took a slap shot from the blue line, and that was in the net before I even saw it. And that was one I was like, holy crap, like, you know, 70, 80 miles an hour shot. Um, he shot another one, and I barely got my glove on it. By the fourth one, I was seeing it and reading it well, because you kind of, like, rise up to who you're playing against. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, then others are just like the weirdest trickles in that are like that, that that clocked in at like one and a half miles an hour. How the heck did I give that up? But it's <laughs> like defying gravity there, or, uh, defying the laws of physics. Um, but it's uh, God, it's a thrill when you make that one save mm-hmm. or that one play that that takes away someone's goal is when you steal a game. Uh, there is no better, there's no. no higher high than stealing a game. There's a save I had last week. I was pretty happy. It was I had wide open net. I had blocked it. My blocker, my you know, I'm a blocker on the right side with my stick, um, and then it ricocheted up. The guy was ready to come down on it and just had a wide open net, and I just flicked my stick and it just smacked it across from his wide. I mean, it was just one of those you love to hear from the other player. Great save goal. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're frustrated, but it's like, yeah, that's uh, that's right. Get out of my zone. Get out of my crease. <laughs> <laughs> that's what those games that I wish I had a GoPro behind me because I'd love to like have that footage again. Oh yeah, you, they're, they're, you remember? I I've noticed. You know, it sucks when you lose. We carry that weight, and it takes me. You know, I just need a sleep or a hot shower, and I'm fine, um, or just a locker room beer. Uh, and that, and we didn't even have beer that night either. That's the worst part is when you lose and you don't even have locker room beer. Well, you have that one guy that has Malort, and that oh, stuff is that. The worst thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> we did a live Malort tasting with Matt Astro once. We got to bring that back. Oh, it's horrid. Oh. Um, yeah, he's he's fun. Um, but you have to have some incentives, you know, to play. But boy, I remember more now the saves I made that robbed somebody than I do the goals I gave up. A hundred percent. I I have a two second memory. <laughs> Big old fish. It's like yeah. a Ted Lasso quote. I I joke that I black out half the game. I don't. People will tell me things. I'm like, I don't remember any of that. I just it's almost like uh when you're driving. You just you're so focused on something that everything else is just I don't blur. know if I want to know that you black out when you're driving. You're like <laughs> <laughs> not, not like that. You know, when you show up in your driveway and you're like, I don't remember deciding to come home. Yeah. You just in the zone. I, I get that after a game because I'm usually so wired and it takes me two, three hours to unwind. Mm-hmm. Um usually a hot shower really help, but if you know it's eleven o'clock at night, plus you smell unbelievably bad there's no smell to describe hockey um i don't know anything worse than a locker room or a or a, a hockey bag um where you're coming up with adrenaline and i i cannot turn my brain off mm-hmm. granted you're burning a thousand calories in an hour or less um depending on who you're playing but it's incredibly fun mm-hmm. but uh last week we did have a tragedy over in europe a former nhl player 29 years old um in a freak freak accident um took a, a skate to the jugular and uh and passed away at the hospital shortly thereafter um the the video is absolutely horrific to see um i mean you cut the jugular i mean there was a pool of blood within seconds i mean not even that just horrible mm-hmm. um I, I, and it's uh, you've seen the reports now and stuff and teams echl and ahl uh are now requiring i believe as of today that their players wear net guards and NHL still doesn't have that rule. NHL is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's just 
horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they're investigating kind of Europe's rules and laws when it comes to games in the U.S., uh, in any of those pros. We don't have this for the grit, which is unusual, but they have to have uh, EMS on uh, standby. Um, yeah, but everyone has you know team coaches or team doctors and, and equipment trainers. But there was a kid from West Point this past year, uh, earlier this year, I think, who took a uh, skate to the throat. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason he lived was because the medic who was there was a former combat army vet, um, army medic. Um, that was the same way the last time with the goalie mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, was that the was the same exact thing. Yep. And they just skate right off. The, I mean, it's horrific. And I don't wear a throat protector. Um, I, I used to. Um, but trying to wear a throat protector underneath the helmet, the, like that. And then I have that the dangler down, too. Oh, it just, I got rid of the gangler. I do wear a throat protector, but it doesn't cover my entire neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the throat part. But, yeah, I, it's just, God, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. And, gosh, it just thoughts go out to, to everyone impacted by that. And, um Hope to never, ever, ever see anything like that. Mm-hmm. Hockey's a very violent sport. Um, beyond, I mean, pucks can bust out teeth and face, you know, bust jaws. Um, the hits are 30% harder than anything in the NFL, 30% faster than the NFL. So it's a. But we are seeing that. I mean, mean, they're making it with the face mask and everything that they're requiring now, whereas before people are going no visor, you know, mm-hmm. all those kind of things make it safer and safer. I wouldn't even use a half visor. I think that's still ridiculous. I can't imagine. I'm too afraid of that. I'm in a goalie, but yeah. I mean, I watch Romulus and the Grit Games have his up a little bit. And I'm like, man, you are crazy. Bold. Bold, Cotton. Wes, thank you so much for being on Nick Snacks. We appreciate it. Uh, Micah, thank you for Behind the Glass, all the music, all the things you do. And this, folks, is our cutoff.